I cannot tell you how excited I am for this episode of Jeremiah Wonders today. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks for coming back, ladies and gents, for listening every week. This is episode six already. Can you believe it? I can't believe it myself. We're trucking along here. We're making it happen, doing it big. And a big part of that is because a lot of you have been leaving those five-star reviews on iTunes and leaving those nice reviews. If you haven't done that yet, get your butt over there and do it. Help your boy out. Give me those good ratings. I'm just, I feel like an Uber driver asking for those five stars. Come on, guys. Help me out. I need to make it with this new business, this Uber business I'm a part of. So give me five stars on iTunes. That'd be appreciated. Jason Wee Manacuna and Rick Kosick are on the show today. If you don't know them, I'm sure you don't even realize that you do know them. Jackass Films, Jackass the TV show. Rick put together this amazing documentary called Dumb, the story of Big Brother Magazine. And we talk about that later in this episode. But I urge you to check that out. That's on Hulu. And it's freaking dope. It it's it tells the story about Jackass and how like all those guys got started before Jackass happened. And if you hear them mentioning the name Jeff throughout the podcast, uh, they're talking about their buddy Jeff Tremaine, which is, uh, he's one of the people uh, who was at the beginning of the inception of Jackass. He was like an editor of the Big Brother magazine. So that's just to give you some context on that. Got a couple sponsors this week for the show. Speedweed, my buddy Gino, hooking it up. You know what Speedweed is? <laughs> well, let me tell you. It's a marijuana delivery service here in Los Angeles. <laughs> yes, that's correct. They come to you? What? Delivered to your door? Free overnight or same-day delivery? That's insane. So if you like that green, you like that guy, you like that ziggy, you like that blueberry gush, you know who to head up. Gino, at Speedweed on Twitter. Or speedweed.com. And then my buddy uh, Brian Woods, he uh, helps me produce my show Stand Up on the Spot. Stand Up on the Spot, we're sponsoring Jeremiah Wonders this week. What? How how does that even work? How do you sponsor yourself? Well, let me tell you. For those of you who don't know, uh, I've been running this show called Stand Up on the Spot for over seven years. And I want you guys to know about it. I want you guys to come and see it. So this is what we're going to do. The first people to email your boy Jeremiah Watkins at gmail.com, we're going to give two complimentary tickets to our Tuesday show on February 13th to see Stand Up on the Spot live in the belly room. Now, what's cool about this, this show is already sold out. We're going to cram you guys in there because you're a listener listener of uh, Jeremiah Wonders and you're supporting me this way, so I want to help you guys out. And that lineup is crazy. It's Joe Rogan, Morgan Murphy, Tom Segura, myself, Jesse Mae Peluso, and Jamar Neighbors. So it's hot. It's already sold out. I'm going to sneak you in, get you exclusive VIP treatment, get you in there on that guest list. So email your boy Jeremiah Watkins at gmail.com. The first person to do it, I'll give free tickets to. You and a friend inside. How's it happening? I don't even know, but we're going to get you in there. <laughs> 
I want to give a shout out to, uh, I like giving shout outs to buddies who are doing cool things in the scene. And right now, my buddy Alex Hooper is releasing his debut album on AST Records on March 2nd. And you can find out on how to buy that on his Instagram at Hooper Hairpuff. At Hooper Hairpuff. Super funny dude, great friend of mine, known him for most of the time that I've been in Los Angeles. You may have seen him on season two of Roast Battle. He dressed up and did like funny voices and he he battled as a character. Very unique, very creative. But check out his album and find out how to do that through his Instagram at Hooper Hair Puff. Gotta support the friends in the scene. That's how we help each other out, guys. But he's a good dude. Check it out. Also, me and my boy Patty Reagan will be in Boston doing shows February 15th and 16th, and then we finally showcase on the 17th, and we'll be giving you an update on basically how we did in front of all those colleges uh, on the following episode. I'll try to let you guys know how that went. We should know actually within a week or so how many bookings we got or if we got any. Who knows? I'm just excited to go. Do our thing. Also, I'll be with Tony Hinchcliffe. I'm featuring for him at the Sacramento Punchline, March 1 through 3, March 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. Yeah, a lot of fun. Always love being on the road with the Golden Pony. It's going to be a good time. One other thing. My friend Jenny Zagrino, she has a funny web series coming out on Comedy Central, and she put me in it. I'm in, uh, I played a couple different characters in her Comedy Central digital series that comes out probably in the summer, but it was super fun. I got to play like an Asian pirate. <laughs> they put me in like Asian pirate garb, even though I was a white dude. Worked out great, guys. And then also I was a Civil War soldier in a different s- sketch. And if you were following my Instagram stories, then that's what that was for. It's for this Comedy Central digital series that I was walking around in uh, Civil War regalia. Super fun. I can't wait to get to this episode, but I, I'll i be remiss if I don't read this letter that came to me. Now, if you've listened to the podcast, you know that we have a buddy Stan out there who is he's going through some stuff, guys. And once again, Stan has sent me a letter. And I'm going to read it for you right now. Dear Jeremiah, I send you these buttons because I really love what you do. I've been a big fan of the L.A. comedy scene for many years, but after I found out about you, it got way better. I really like what you do on Kill Tony with the Wave solo and your podcast. Really inspiring. All of the buttons was made while I was listening to Kill Tony and Jeremiah Wonders. The Jeremiah Wonders button I made when I was checking out the episode with Dom Herrera. Love that episode. Buttons for me are really cool because they last a lifetime and capture the moments for that specific time. Especially these ones do. They are exclusive and handmade in Bergen, Norway. One of a kind. Feel free to pass some to your homies. I was supposed to come to the comedy store in January, but my father-in-law passed away all of a sudden, so I stayed home with my family. But now I'm coming, 3 through 12 of March. I will sign up for Kill Tony and hopefully become the first Norwegian man on the show. Hope to see you at the store and give you soon a high five. Anyways, I hope you get this, man. Hit me back. Just a chat. Truly yours. Your biggest fan. This is Stan. JK, keep doing what you do. Much love, Johnny Bea. That was my attempt at a Norwegian accent. I don't even know what they sound like, actually, but 
Thank you, Johnny Bear. Man, so cool of you. That made my day whenever I received those buttons, so I really appreciate it. My love goes out to Norway. Thank you so much, man. That was a hard copy letter that I just read. A hard copy classic classic mail that was sent. And and the buttons that he sent, a BBW, big beautiful Watkins button with a sax on it, a Jeremiah Wonders button, a Kill Jeremiah button, a McDonald's button with the M flipped upside down so it makes a W and says Watkins on it. My buddy Zoltan at NY underscore Z on Instagram made that logo, so I appreciate that. He made that during the weight gain challenge. So cool, dude. So cool. I love getting stuff like that. I appreciate you guys listening to the podcast. It's cool whenever the podcast, you you hear that it makes it outside of the United States. I appreciate everybody in the States that listens to it, but it's extra special. I don't know if special is the right word, but extra like it kind of just blows me away sometimes whenever I hear like whenever somebody sent me like uh, that saxophone pipe from South Africa. It's like, wow, so cool that these podcasts are are reaching people. It's amazing. If you want to sponsor this podcast, email me at yourboyjeremiahwatkins at gmail.com. That's Y-O-U-R, boyjeremiahwatkins at gmail.com. And we'll uh, we'll hook it up. We'll get it going. Some clothing lines have hit me up. And I'm working on, right now, some restaurant sponsors because I want to do a segment. Somebody hit me up and gave me this idea for me to do a segment where I eat pizza with the guest. That sounds like an amazing segment. So I'm trying to get a pizza place to sponsor this podcast just for that segment. That sounds fun, right? Super excited. I know I've already said it, but I can't tell you how excited I am for you guys to hear this episode with Jason Wee Manacuna and Rick Kosick. I said Rick Kosick probably a bunch of times throughout the interview. I find out afterwards that Tony Hinchcliffe has been saying his name wrong for a long time. I talked to Rick on the phone, and I was like, which one is it? Because I heard Wee Man at one point say... Cossack, and I've been saying it wrong the whole time, so it is Rick Cossack. Just to clarify that for all you people out there who are wondering. But this episode was really cool, man, just because whenever you meet certain people uh, that come into your life, uh, like these guys have become friends over time of me meeting them just through the comedy store and Kill Tony, and I've been a genuine fan of their work uh, for a long time, and I, I didn't uh, I tried not to fanboy out while I was on the podcast, but at the end, I I, I told them, you know, how I, I felt about uh, them. But they are just as nice and cool as you would hope for them to be. For somebody who has made something that you absolutely love and that you uh, were drawn to earlier in your life or that you're still a fan of, these dudes are the coolest. They're so freaking nice. And we had a lot of fun in this episode of Jeremiah Wonders, and I think it really comes through. So without further ado, here's Wee Man and Rick Kosick from Jackass. It's already happening. We're doing it. We're, Are we live? Oh, we live right We're li- now. Dude, live is good. I live, live is good. Live feels good, right? Awesome. Yes, it does. I'm here with uh, Jason Wee Man Acuna and Rick Kosick, everybody. Hello. You. Hey, everybody. How are you guys out there in internet world? Right? Yeah, in podcast land. Podcast yeah. land. Podcast. Welcome to podcast You're land. You're like driving your car right now or maybe making your daily coffee in the morning. Listen to us. <laughs> Starting your day. Starting yeah. your day. Wee in- Man and Rick Kosick in the mornings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Coming at you live. <laughs> Don't crash. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh my God, they're on! Calling everybody. 
uh yeah uh jason hit me up he's like uh is it cool if i bring rick i was like yeah of course <laughs> <laughs> this would be then, great but then i also said if rick gets out of hand we'll just duct tape him oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I know. well he has he has his own mic so we can always just turn it lower if he gets yeah. off we could just yeah it looks like it's plugged in i'll rick, try not to get out of hand guys <laughs> i know you're I'll behave. you're so unruly usually whenever we hang out i know so. such a menace now this is pretty cool that uh since i have the both of you here i want to talk to you guys about uh how you guys originally met and i think it was through the big brother magazine right um it wasn't through the big brother magazine it was actually through mike smith who is an old school pro skater and he had this company called liberty skateboards and he's just starting to get it going and he was you know giving a few of us local guys boards and he wanted to shoot photos and ads for different things. So he told us, hey, this Saturday, let's go out and get some photos. And I was like, okay. And next thing you know, we're meeting up with Rick. And Rick's shooting the photos. And Rick was stoked because we were out like doing some good, crazy stuff. And Rick just tells me, hey, man, I want to shoot some more stuff with you. Can we meet up again and just go out, just me and you? And I was like, totally. This is awesome. So, I don't even remember that. You don't? No, we no, were at, no. We were at El Segundo Four Gap Four, and we we're doing no slides to fakies. And there's like there's like sprinkles of little bits of maybe I kind of remember, but I have lived such a rich life and traveled the world, <laughs> yeah, that I don't remember everything. I remember it. I remember it to the day. Yeah, well, that's a good memory then. I yeah. know. I know that's like an honest answer, but in the wrong context, that sounds so douchey. Like <laughs> I've really, I've lived such a rich life. I've yeah. traveled so many. Sorry. Go- I'm what sorry, was- Jason, that you appreciate certain <laughs> memories with me more than I do you. Who <laughs> was that guy who used to have the show, the like the rich and fa- you remember it was before cable, and he'd be like, "Well, this is where the rich and famous oh, travel." Yeah. Oh, um, Different strokes? No, it was it was <laughs> it was something way douchey. That's who you just sounded like. Okay, well, excuse us, world traveler. Gosh, man, you guys are just like harsh on my mellow right now. Yeah, no, dude, we're totally ganging up on you, you bro. You guys are ganging up on me. You you opened the door to that hey, one. I just mean like, dude, we're lucky, you know. Like I've done a lot, <laughs> and like I can't remember every little detail at that point. Hey, so, guy that got his got his fancy car sent to him. Calm down. <laughs> I'm just making a quote of today. I just don't want to mention who. Car. Got their car sent to them where they're staying now. Oh. <laughs> Are you guys yeah, having a friend that it's, it's something else we don't want to make mention, <laughs> yeah. but it's pretty bad. <laughs> One of our friends, yeah. colleagues, welcome to cast in, members. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Jeremiah Wonders. <laughs> we'll hint at it, but we won't tell you. <laughs> no, <laughs> we can't be that mean. Oh yes, we can. Oh, here it is. <laughs> no. How so, Jason? How old were you when uh, you like around that time? Whenever you were skating, getting pictures taken 17. of you by Rick. Seventeen. Yep, seventeen. What? How old were you when you started skating? I was about probably nine when I started skating. Wow. Yeah, we lived down in Hermosa, and my mom was dating this guy, and she. I would roller skate around the beach, and she bought him a skateboard one year. And I was like, Mom, that's what I want, you know? Yeah. And next thing you know, like my next birthday or Christmas, I got like my first skateboard, which was like a cheap grocery store or Target Kmart one, you know? But it was a skateboard. Yeah. And then, you know, she wanted to test it out to see if I really was into it. 
and didn't want to ma- waste money going to like a skate shop. Of course. Then, like the twenty bucks versus one hundred and fifty, yeah, maybe exactly. So yeah. that's when that pretty much started. Nice. Yeah, I think I saw that you posted uh, a picture of you holding. Uh, you, you said like your first like real like yeah, official board. board. Yeah, yes, dude. I remember that as a fun board. That's so dope. Yeah. Now, Rick, have you ever skated before? Yeah, you know, I used to skate when I was younger. But it got to the point where uh, I wanted to do something more than just ride a board. So I picked up the camera and started taking pictures. And it basically, you know, we used to have backyard ramps over our friend's house, like in Huntington Beach and stuff. And, you know, I just started taking photos with them. And then just one thing led to another. And I just got really obsessed with the whole process and, you know, really dove, dove in to want to learn how to roll my own rolls of film up and, like, develop the film and then print the photos and and that turned into like friends like, hey, I'm going to go to my high school classroom and steal the chemicals and paper. And I go, Brent, can you make some prints for me? And I'd be like, yeah, absolutely. That'd be great. <laughs> so I'm helping my friends, you know, so they can get sponsored. So I'm constantly always like, you know, just doing my thing and just getting better and better and better. And my mom was super supportive, you know, at the time. And she allowed me to turn her whole downstairs bathroom into a dark room. That's dope. And then like I would in the kitchen and stuff, they'd be like just... You know, after I, you know, developed the film, we got to let it dry and hang. So it'd be like just rolls of film just hanging and just dry. And, you know, it, it was a really fun process, you know, you know, getting to learn my craft at the time. Yeah. And then you started. So when what year did like you guys get involved with the Big Brother magazine? Because you made an amazing documentary uh, that's on Hulu uh, that I Definitely urge people to check out if you are a skateboarding fan or a jackass fan or just anything like that, that era of time. Even like a documentary fan. Just it's documentary. documentary. It's just like in general. It's just yeah. a fun story. It is. Oh, it's yeah. good. Yeah. It's an all around, like anybody can watch it and then, you know, learn something different that they don't watch the same thing over and over. Well, again. I actually found out whenever I was watching it, cause I've, uh, I've been a jackass fan for years and I actually didn't know that a lot of you guys were doing that like that was like it was kind of like the national lampoon version of what happened before snl and then like big brother was like the magazine before jackass kind of yeah. thing yeah big brother was the internet before the internet yeah man. totally you, you know, got you got all your info and fucked up shit from big brother. big brother yeah big brother was seriously the first skateboard mag that didn't like you could exploit anything you could do whatever you wanted you wanted naked chicks in your ads. You had naked chicks in your ads. You wanted, you know, any. You wanted every every other word to say fuck. Every other word said fuck, because the the reason Rocco started it is he wanted to do stuff like that, and the other magazines wouldn't let him print his ads. And he's like, okay, if you're not gonna do it, then we'll just do our own. Yeah, we'll do it ourselves. And, and it grew big. It went huge. So, not that big. <laughs> It went real big. Did, did Pretty it, big. Did it get really to a big. point where where people would? Because there's some iconic photos of you in there, Jason, where like the one where you're painted completely blue, blue. and orange yeah. hair, yeah, uh, like an Oompa No, um, this was just the Blue Man. This was Blue this Man was Blue before Man? Blue Man Group. Oh wow! Yeah, this was like ten years before Blue Man Group even. Tremaine's just like, why don't you just paint yourself blue and we'll film that. And we even went around all over Hollywood and L.A. We went to the place called Red. We were down at the beach. We were in downtown L.A. So we just, whatever ideas we came up with, we just went and did. That's so cool. Yeah. How long uh, 
what like while you're making the magazine, would you start getting kind of recognized around LA? Like, hey, where you? Oh yeah, everywhere. Yeah. The magazine yeah. was everywhere. Yeah. So by then, I was being recognized everywhere. I was mm-hmm. already like getting ads for big companies like Shorties, Road for Shorties Hardware, mm-hmm. and different company like Sonic Skateboards did everything. So people were recognizing me more and more everywhere just from the magazine. Now, how long after you guys have been doing the magazine did you start working on Jackass together? What year did Jackass start? Uh, 99. Was it 99? Yep, 99 we started because it got released in 2000. So 99 we started it. like we started. I think we were filming our last Big Brother video, and I remember we just like, you know, took a lot of the footage and put it into the... To the first season, uh-huh. yep, like the Oompa Loompa skit yep. it was originally going to be for the last Big Brother video, and then just, Jeff's like, "No, let's save this. Let's put this on, you know, let's put this on TV." Because the, the, the Oompa Loompa skit was when Dogtown put my boards out, and we went and did the Pro Spotlight too at the same time. So we were doing right. two different projects at the same time. We were filming my Big Brother Pro Spotlight interview, doing the Oompa Loompa stuff, and then we were also Jeff's filming. like, "Go out and film this." Because we want to use this for something big I have an idea for. Wow. So Jeff was in the middle of finishing Big Brother, but also starting Jackass. And that's right when Oompa Loompa hit. So it, it went to both. And I was double dipping. Yeah. Je- we were both double <laughs> dipping. Yeah, I was still working for Larry Flint full time. <laughs> yeah, and then dude. shooting for Jackass and MTV on the other side. I'm like, yeah, this is a great year. And then that actual... <laughs> yeah. That that cover of the magazine, right as Jackass is being released and that Big Brother is getting done, that magazine just got sold to Larry Flint then because that was the big split separation where Big Brother went to Larry Flint and we started Jackass. Uh, Larry Flint somehow in the subscription thing sent Big Brother magazines to all these hardcore porn dudes <laughs> that wanted porn mags. And the hard and the kids that want a Big Brother magazine got hardcore porn. It's not just hardcore porn; it's the worst magazine. <laughs> yeah, it was the worst ever. It, yeah, a child can get sent to them. Yeah, like it, ins- anybody can get sent to. It's them. so bad. And so then it ended up actually on the Jay Leno show, where Jay Leno holds up the magazine and is like, "Well, feel bad for all the guys wanting their you know porn of the month, and they get this magazine, and there I am on the cover, and it's like it just snowballed effect." So what was that like whenever, you know, Jay Leno is holding up and at that time, Jay Leno's like the late night talk show, you know, what's that like for you as the person who's on that magazine cover? Like, is everybody just hitting you up like nonstop? Like, like, dude, you're on the cut like Jason, you know, Jay, it was, I got hit up like, dude, he's holding up the cover. Did you see Jay Leno last night? It's holding up the cover. You're holding up. And I'm like. Holy moly, this is insane. Like, it, it felt crazy. Was that the first swarm that you really felt like where you're like, whoa, this is getting kind of crazy? That was a touch of it. And then right after that, uh, Jackass, we had just been out three months here in the States. So it got pretty snowball big here. And I went on tour for Grind King, which is a skateboard truck company. They sent us to Japan and it just hit Japan. Like it was like one month into Japan. And my skate buddies were like, oh, because people were running out of stores yelling, we man, we man, we man. Really? And my buddies are like, dude, it's over for you. Like you're, it's worldwide now. Like the, the spread of the jackass disease yeah. is worldwide. Jackass mania. Had yeah. Hit. The <laughs> epidemic has hit. <laughs> yeah. You're in Japan and little Asian people are coming out yelling your name. 
And we hadn't even gone there and filmed yet, you know? Oh, this is all just L.A.-based stuff that we've just been doing. It was so fun shooting Jackass in Japan. Remember, you almost went to jail. <laughs> Wait, all right, let's talk about that. <laughs> What's uh, how, did, how did that happen? <laughs> any, well, any story that begins? Rick, Rick is part of the problem, too. So I am not the problem. You had the fireworks. You brought yeah, them to the room. Yeah, but I brought the party to the room. I mean, we so, had a great time. <laughs> we're in Japan filming, and... Rick comes in my room like eight in the morning. He's like, dude, I got fireworks. Let's just throw, light them and throw them out your window. <laughs> and so we are lighting them. Packs of firecrackers. Yeah, just, just like, like, like just tie them all up. And we're waiting till right before the end and we're throwing it. And it's in between two hotels. And it's just like, in between just echoing. And finally, like, we were done and we're coming down the elevator and they cross us at the lobby and they're like, you guys were lighting fireworks, blah, 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 and like hold us in the lobby. Cops come, and the cops are like, "Well, did any, like anybody get hurt? No. Was any property damaged? No, because they were blowing up midair. It was just an anno a loud annoyance, you know. And so, the Rick's getting ready to leave anyway, because this is kind of right when Wild Boys started. No, no, no. Well, I left to go shoot. Yeah, Chris and... We went to go... Was it Wild... No, we went to Okinawa. Yeah, I know you did, but that was like a Wild Boys kind of shoe. It was just Chris and Steve-O and you guys. The group well, how split. Was Jack, we were there for Jackass when we left to go for do Wild Boys. That's what you went and shot. That was mm. when... I don't remember how that worked out, but I, I just went to Okinawa and I yeah. left him to get in trouble. Yeah, because everybody else stayed and only you but guys... But fireworks went. are legal in Japan. Yeah, but they don't want them like, waking everybody up at 8 in the morning and hurting everybody. We hurt no one. I know. That's why I didn't go to jail. <laughs> I think we're getting a, a caller right now. Hello? Uh, who is this? Hello, this is a Japanese police. <laughs> is this Jason Oweman Akuna? Uh, no. Listen, I... I have been searching for you since 1999. <laughs> Where are you? We are ready to put you in jail finally, and you have just confessed to blowing up the fireworks in midair in Japan. We are in a location in Kenya, Africa right now. We're on tour, and we decided to do a podcast from Kenya, Africa. Really? I will send all of my Yakuza people over there immediately. <laughs> oh, tell everybody in the Yakuza I said what up. I know the Yakuza. I will do. <laughs> all right. We, he, he, I just he gave one to call in and just <laughs> threaten you a little bit. I mean, yeah, that was a little well, bit strange. but He can, he can send the Yakuza looking for they love me uh, I'm surprised that the y Yakuza is working with the police yeah that's what I'm that's what was kind of weird yeah and then you right away you sold Kenya out pretty quick <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you remember when we were in the hotel restaurant and we we're trying to film this skit with Loomis where he was trying to eat an eel yes and it was all like trying a to lot, eat an eel a, a live eel, eel. And he couldn't swallow it, which I'm glad he didn't because he no, he couldn't bite through it. He couldn't bite through it. Oh, and if he, he would have, he tried to bite the head off, and every like the people were freaking out. Of course, yeah, like they're like, oh my god, oh my. And he was like, gnawing <laughs> at it. He was like gnawing at it, and he couldn't bite the head off. And so then the bit stopped. But it would have been insane if he would have like. <laughs> And bit the uh, eel's head off. It, it was been awful. Like, I mean, could he have died from that? I if think he, so. If, if he it, consumed it? I think if he would have swallowed it, it would have got stuck in I his throat. I think like some kind of like yeah, the bones really or something. Yeah. It's just not smart. Isn't eel, don't you have to eat it cooked even when you order it sushi? Don't they have to cook it a little? I, I don't eat it. You don't get eel? I, I get, get it's eel. Unagi, I like it, but it's Unagi okay. or something like that? Yeah. It's usually cooked if I get it. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's so there's so many weird moments. Yeah. 
I we mean, could, we could do a ten part series here, Jeremiah. Yeah. Well, good. This is number one of ten. <laughs> yep. Zero zero one. Zero episode. zero one. Yep. <laughs> With Wee Man and Rick Kosick. But amazing. remember when Chris like kind of raped you? Yeah, I've what, told what, that. What, what, hap- what happened? What, what was that again? Why did that start? Why did that start? So. Yeah, why did Chris? The question is, why did Chris Pontius possibly rape you, wee man? Because <laughs> um, while in Japan, because I was asking for it. <laughs> no. Well, in a way, but let me get to you the probably story. Okay, okay. Let okay. me get to the story. Yeah, yeah. So we'd been shooting all day, filming and stuff, and we go to this fancy restaurant for dinner, and Chris is late everywhere. Chris is always late. Well, this restaurant wouldn't sit us. Until Unless the whole party the was whole there. The whole party was oh. there. So everybody but Chris was there. And we were like, we're hungry, we're hungry, we're hungry. And we're like, you know, we're 10 people. And they're like, nope, not 10. So then we, like, after about half hour away, we're like, you know what? He's canceling. We're nine. We're just nine. Sit us for nine. So they sit us for nine. We just get down. We get our waters and stuff. We just put our order in. And here comes Chris. Do, 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 do. And I'm still like pissed yeah, off. You're fuming. You've been I'm, waiting. I'm you're hungry. hungry. Yeah. I'm hangry. When, when Are Jason, you one of those people that get like yeah, hangry? I'm where hangry. You, like, I'm, get, I'm same here, dude. I'm when hangry. He's hungry. Watch out. That's <laughs> what Tony <laughs> accuses me of. When we're on the road together and I haven't eaten in a long time, he goes, "Dude, what's going on? <laughs> you get hangry." Uh, yeah, I'm just like I just need like a bar or something. Yeah, something. anything. Hold a Snickers. Yeah, a Snickers to hold you over. Why wait? Yeah. So. I grab this big mustard container off the table and he's walking up and I just douse him. I'm just like, shh, <laughs> and shower him. He's just showering in mustard and he's standing there and everybody in the restaurant's looking, right? And he just stands there and he's like, oh yeah, takes his shirt off and he still has mustard on him and he just writes in mustard, rape, R A. P-E. And everybody's like, dude, he's going to rape you. He's going <laughs> to rape you. Right? So I eat. And right as I leave, I squirted him again. <sighs> so I ran out, went to my hotel room, hid. And I'm like, he ain't going to rape me. Everybody stayed for a little longer. And I came back downstairs. I came out. And there's Chris across the street. And he sees me. And he runs after me. <laughs> tackles me and starts taking off his pants in the middle of Japan. I'm like, no, don't rape me, don't rape me, no. And he seriously was going to rape me. What what got him to stop? Uh, people pulled him off and it, it was done. It was in the middle of public. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. So it was pretty crazy. <laughs> so how, like, you met, like, which of the Jackass crew did you meet during Big Brother uh, or were they all did you meet during Big Brother and no. then it transitioned to Jackass? It pieced together, us, didn't it? Well, Jason moved out of his house, his mom's house, and moved into my place. Remember? Yeah. And then oh, lived, so you guys were roommates? I lived with Rick for a little oh, while. that's so cool. Yep. And uh, so, yeah, when that, we had a you know a lot of fun then. And then we, you know, that's where we shot the Oompa Loompa, half of the, the skit in the in the garage, mm-hmm. you know, when you... We did the choreography in the in the living room. We were trying to like watch some, you know, video. We did the dance routine. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, it was fun, man. Like we did, you know. And then you moved to San, San Jose. Yeah, I stayed at Rick's for a little while, and then that's right when I was on Sonic Skateboards, and I moved up to San Jose, California, to be closer to the home base of Sonic. And that and that only lasted nine months. Oh and, yeah, yeah. And so then I moved. But you know what, Rick? 
What? In that time, it was I moved back. It was a quick trip. You're like, I'm leaving South Bay. I'm gonna quit my job working at Vons, yeah. which was a good job. Yeah. And you know, he got a job bagging groceries. I was bagging groceries. For Wait, yeah. so you're 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 bagging groceries after you had already been doing like the shots jackass. for a magazine and jackass. And yeah. jackass? Yeah. What? Yeah. Because so okay, so basically the money stops coming in after how many seasons? No. It hadn't even started yet. It hadn't started yet. Yeah, yeah we this, is before before this is before Jackass. This is before Jackass. This is before Jackass. But you got to remember, when we're making so, the TV show, no one was really making any money. Yeah, and plus, you got to think, during this time, we we had to make a pilot first. Right. And then we had to sell it. And then the company had to buy it. Then we had to go. So in between all that time, uh, in between all that time, we... Uh, we then had to realize, okay, you know, we've got to do something to make money until it gets picked up and we get everything to do. So uh, in between filming the pilot and getting it to air, that's when I like moved away and came back all in the same time. And how time. long was that period of time? Do you it was think? about six to eight months. Was it was yeah. it pretty hard, though, to, to go to a job like that after you had been kind of living? No, because we, we filmed it and did it just like we filmed and did everything else. Gotcha. You so didn't it wasn't expect like, much from it? Yeah, we, we didn't even expect I didn't even expect it to be on TV. I was like, oh, we're just going to film this. Another like indie, there, like underground yeah, cool video. It's going to be one video. Yeah. And then 10 years later, people are like, dude, remember when you guys tried to film that thing and get on TV and you made this? Yeah. That's where my mindset was when we first did it. Wow. And that's pretty much um, from what Jeff says, he took it to HBO first and it was two women in the room watching it to buy it. <laughs> and they looked at Jeff like, why did you just waste a half an hour of my you life? You are a crazy person. Yeah. Get this. Like who let you in the front door? You know, like really, this is what we came down. We're HBO, you know? Yeah. And you're bringing this crap to us. <laughs> and lo and behold, Couple of weeks later, MTV bought it and it, you know, okay. loved it. Blew up. When did you meet Steve-O? Uh, when we were filming for Jackass because he didn't really come along till later in it. He was doing some stuff and Jeff heard on the road while the last Big Brother tour that there's get this guy and he wants to, you know, film with us. And Jeff was trying to avoid him for the longest time. Really? Yeah, because he was like a camera happy dude. Like, come on, Dad, check me out. I did this. Now I want to do it. And Jeff's like, oh, God. Like, in the documentary, you can see it. Jeff talks about it. <laughs> so if you watch the Big Brother documentary, he talks about how he was like, he met Steve-O and just get a little footage of him and then leave me alone. Yeah, we were in Miami with Steve and he just kept like, you know, didn't want to give up. He was just like, I'm with these guys, you know, and it just would total persistence and he was going to do this trick where he did like a double backflip off a bridge into the water and i remember jeff going if this guy breaks his back we're leaving him wow. no but jeff left he was like, anyway jeff, he was like we're he, out of here he did, you know he, he like, didn't know because we don't i mean we don't know we don't get in trouble yeah and, but sure enough steve's a pro yeah he knows what he's doing and we couldn't shake him and he, <laughs> he's still with us till this day i think we're i'm we're getting another Caller, let me see who this is. Hello? Uh, caller, who's this? Hey, man. It's Steve. 
Steve-O, dude. It's, it's, it's Jason on the show, dude. Yeah, what's up, O? Dude, you can't shake me, bro. <laughs> Don't try to shit. I can't believe you guys didn't invite me on the podcast. I have to call in like a peasant. Well, because you're a married guy now, and we didn't want to take you away from your fiance. Uh, don't blame it on that, dude. I just proposed like a week ago, dude. Come on. Yeah, dude. Totally gnarly. <laughs> kind of gnarly. Kind of gnarly. New special. Gnarly. <laughs> Pretty yeah. gnarly. Pretty gnarly. Wait. Did it get changed? Kind of gnarly. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see what you're doing there. Not good. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, you should have been here. Too bad. Oh, you didn't get the email? I thought we sent him an email. No, dude. Come on. Oh, all right. Next all right. time. All right. Love you, Jason. Love you. <laughs> I guess Steve really wanted to be a part of this podcast. Kind of. Uh, Steve surprised me. Steve wants to be a part of everything. Yeah. If can. you're doing it and he's not there, he's like, what? <laughs> what are you doing? He has FOMO. I like how you. Uh, so. Uh, it's kind of cool to me that some of the jackass guys are doing stand up now. Like Steve does it, yep. and uh, Danger Preston. Aaron is starting to get hit. Preston's getting into it too. Preston's been in it for a little while. Oh yeah, yeah, he's Dope. been I, on the road. Yeah, I haven't seen uh, his stand up yet. I'll, I'll definitely be looking forward yep. to seeing that. And Preston's then, good. Aaron, and then, uh, you uh, have been uh, doing stand up on Kill Tony occasionally. Yeah, I just I love watching stand up. I've always been a fan of stand up. And just being like kill Tony has proven to me. It's so funny. Like people will be like, yeah, I just moved here two weeks ago and I signed up for kill Tony. And it's like, you left whatever you had going on, your family and all that. And you're like, I'm going to LA. I'm going to sign. I'm going to wait at the comedy store and I'm going to be on kill Tony. And you just put your name in a bucket and you go up to be honest. Um, I just go up and just tell stories. I yeah, mean, but true life stories. They're not like. Well, you have so many amazing stories to access that. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. So I just tell stories that happen around me on a daily. Like my friends even say, like, wherever I'm at, the weird gets turned up. <laughs> <laughs> One of the best ones recently is we're skating this curb and these dudes pull up in their car. It's in Long Beach. They pull up in their car and like. Yo, man, you guys are fucking shredding. And we're like, yeah, you know, we're just skating. And the guy goes, you wouldn't believe what I just did. And it's no joke. Me and my buddy both thought he's about to say, I just took a huge bong rip in this car. Nope. I just had me some chicken and waffles. And I'm like, that is the furthest answer I was thinking I was going to hear yeah. at this. Like, he was so excited. Had he never heard of that, that pairing he, before? Yeah, he wanted to tell me, I just had chicken and waffles. And then we're like, right. awesome. Sweet, and then dude. he drove away. Congrats. <laughs> yeah. And this is a white guy? No. Oh. I never said what. What uh, race this young man? Oh, Rick Kosick, race police. Over <laughs> yeah, here. where where did why did race have to come into this? This was just male or female, and it was a male. Well, now was we, it? Now we got to know what ethnicity. He was African American. Oh. Interesting. Rick, is that the answer you were looking for? I was hoping it was going to yeah. be that. Yeah. Yes, he was a brother. Nice. Very cool. Yep. So, uh. I, I got to ask some questions about um, like, do, do you get, do you get any sense of the adrenaline like that even comes close whenever you do stand up 
or is it pretty com- comfortable compared to like before you have done like a big stunt? Like the first time you did stand up, did you get like a big rush or anything like that before you went on stage? Like, oh, this is yeah, this could go either way. Like, the, yeah. I don't know. Like, that's exactly the rush I got. Like, I, and it still happens because like we go on tour, me and a few of the Jackass guys, and they they call it a comedy tour. And I've never considered myself a comedian. I've just considered myself like this is me. I'm just like, you know, just a person like Shaq, like Prince, like, you know, just a one name person there. I don't have both a- African-Americans, Rick, <laughs> Rick, the two people, I, successful people. I, uh, <laughs> who were they? Shaq, Shaq and, and Prince. Prince. One name, like one name, you know, celebrities. You worked with Prince? No, I'm just giving an example. I wish I worked with. Remember Prince. when you lifted Shaq? I totally remember when I lifted Shaq. All right, let's. But back to the question. Yeah. Um. So we've done comedy tours, right? But it's pretty much us going up on stage and telling stories. So it comes easy to me. But the first time I did Kill Tony, and it was like you have to come up and you do comedy. I I did because I didn't do I didn't say a jackass story. I didn't say things people already knew. Right. I was like, I'm going to go up and I'm going to tell a funny situation that happened in my life. And it could go either way where people are like, eh, 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 or, oh, fuck, yeah. Right. So right before, you know, and, you know, it's like, and coming up next, there's that high blood pressure pump. You're getting the little sweaty palms and you're like, okay, I have to put it out there the way it's happening in my head. And I have to have the people react the way I want them to react. Yeah. And you know, you're thinking the whole time, like I better just throw it out and whatever happens, happens, you know, it's like a grenade. It better explode and everybody better get hit with the shrap metal. Cause I'm not coming in here to kill anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. That's a, I mean, I'll, I'll still get that rush every once in a while. It's a different kind of rush because I've been doing stand up a long time now, but mm-hmm. the first little bit while I was doing stand up, it was just like, <laughs> Yeah. Like that, like your heart's like beating out of your chest and you're like, Oh, I hope this, this goes okay. Yeah. When, when you guys, it's so funny. Whenever you guys were making like the, like you had the, that, uh, like Knoxville doing the warning, do not try any of these stunts yeah, at home. These I guys mean, are professionals these guys are professionals. Or performed by, with professionals standing by or whatever. The amount of jackass knockoff videos that I made of my own whenever I was a teenager was ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah. Like, like I can't even imagine. And they're like, please do not send tapes to us because I feel like MTV got a ton of I'm sure they did. Yeah, tapes oh, totally like being did. like, hey, do you guys need any <laughs> extra people or anything like that? And we're like, no, this is not how this works. People even to this day are still like, I want to be on Jackass. I want and we're like, we haven't filmed in like eight years. Guy. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, the studio's closed right now. Dude, I want to be me and my bros are all doing it. And then. It's so funny. The The funniest part is, how did you get that audition for Jackass? Oh, my God. And That's the most like, Hollywood question. Yeah. How, where, when was that <laughs> who, audition? Who got you that? Dude? Was there yeah. an open casting Because I didn't see that one. I, I watched them all, and I didn't see that audition. Happen. Yeah, that wasn't on LA <laughs> Casting. <laughs> I'm like, there was no audition. It's yeah, like we a, made it. A, it's a garage band that got together, and we finally put out a great album. You know, we put a couple EPs out before then. <laughs> And now we finally put out an album. That's so, a great way of looking at it. Yeah. I said we put out a single and it went number one. 
Well, you got to think we did Big Brother one shit poop, you know. So those were like those our were the e- demo tapes. Those were our EPs. We put those EPs out, and then next we're like, those we were. Need to I put would out the, a record. Well, the record was the TV show. Yeah. And then it didn't, you know, when we get the movies, that's kind of when it went platinum. Yeah, that's when we sold we sold gold. The the arc of if you watch Jackass one, two, and three back to back, it's so Ugh. funny. I can't watch number one. No, I don't, it's my least favorite. Yeah, two is like we're hitting the stride. Two yeah. is the best one. It's good. Two is amazing. You know? I mean, that's why there's two point five for that. There's so much content. Every like we've all talked, and everybody, even Knoxville, everybody's favorites too. I mean, it's the funnest time we had. Yeah, filming. It was the best. Like that's when everybody clicked. Well, what's interesting about whenever you watch one through three, by the time the third one rolls around, for some of the stunts, it's so funny to to see how you guys are going into the stunts because you're like, I don't want to do this. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, rather than on one and two, you're like, let's freaking do this. I'm ready. But like by three, you're like, do I really need to? Oh, man. Oh, we've already this done so many. This one's going to hurt. Yeah. This yeah. We're going to feel this hurt. one yeah. a little bit more. That's probably, you're probably hearing Danger Aaron. <laughs> dude. Dave. Dude. So Danger Aaron, uh, Aaron McGee, he, he, uh, he came and saw me and Tony in, in Portland, right? Okay. <laughs> and we hung out with them We're, afterwards. I'm sorry about that. I apologize. <laughs> Yeah, I feel, I'm sorry for that. So I think I set that up too. Yeah, no, you did. You did. So right after the show, uh, we have a great show at uh, this venue called the Aladdin Theater, and we're hanging out outside. And uh, he goes, "Let's go get some food." And Tony and I are like, "Okay, yeah, we're hungry." And he goes, uh, "I got this great joint. Uh, my my buddy owns a strip club." And right away, I was like, uh, "I don't feel comfortable like going to a strip club. Like I, you know, like I'm yeah. engaged. I was engaged at the time and yeah. not married. I was like, I don't." And he's like, he's like, it's totally cool, man. Like, there's actually an eating area in the back of the strip club, <laughs> but you have to but go have to walk through. through. <laughs> so we, I'm like, he convinced me. I was like, all right, you know what? That's fine. I like if I'm not like hanging out inside the strip club, I'll I'll eat some free food in the back yeah, of a totally a, like patio area where it's like not in in sight. So we go there. <laughs> And I'm holding, you know, I'm sticking to my values and uh, I put my head down and I lower my head and I just look at the floor and the feet in front of me. <laughs> you follow the emergency <laughs> exit row <laughs> yeah. to the back door. Yeah. And Aaron, as soon as we get to the patio, he goes, what did you just do? <laughs> uh, and I was like, I just, I'm like, ah, I didn't really want to look up. I'm trying not to be a creep for yeah. my lady. And dude, he thought that was the funniest thing that I would not look up. And he told the story of us going to the strip club on Kill Tony, and people were making memes of me, like when Jeremiah goes to the strip club and his memes of guys like looking down, like left and right. No and not- way, that's <laughs> yeah. funny. Yeah. Well, at least some, you know, even funnier came out of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, the funniest story is, uh, people. Well, Preston and Dave went up to Portland to do stuff, yeah. and Aaron met up with them. But of course, Aaron shows up like they're at the restaurant, right? Like, hey, let's not the strip club steakhouse. They're at a regular restaurant. <laughs> and Aaron Rick's comes. Rick's just shaking his head. <laughs> He's like, oh, I already man. know this story. It's so embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> so Aaron comes up on his motorcycle, parks it right in front of the restaurant, and it's just all vroom, 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 vroom. 
And everybody's like, who's this asshole? Like the whole restaurant. And he's smoking out the place. And then, of course, here he comes walking in, do to do, and sits. And they're like, oh, fuck. Now everybody's looking at us because asshole outside that just smoked out the place is right here next to us. It's With, probably one of those nice restaurants where, like, the windows are open. Yeah. Like and the, it's like it's open. Yeah. Here comes Aaron. <laughs> Was this at the time where he only had, uh, like, he had a tooth missing? Probably, yeah. He, yeah, yeah a, it was probably during that time. Yeah. Yep. Even adding more class to, <laughs> to the situation. Or less. Yeah. You said you picked up Shaq. I don't want to blow over that. You you lifted Shaq? Yeah, so during the time we were filming the TV show, uh, guys like Shaq and Brad Pitt would have these jackass parties. Like, they would, like, because, oh, really? we were on TV every Sunday. And we were like, yeah, we're destroying America at one Sunday at a time. You know, that was our little right. thing. And they would have jackass viewing parties at their house. And that during that time, Shaq put out like a rap album. And he goes, I'm <laughs> yeah. going to make I'm going to make a music video. And I want the whole jackass crew there. And he shows up to Universal. We filmed it on the Universal Studios lot where Back to the Future was filmed and all that. That town lot. Where the, you know, it just looks yeah. like the old clock and all that. And we just, we filmed this music video for him, but it never aired. Oh, and it what, aired? Or the video didn't air? I the mean, video cool didn't air. But and we footage. have a feeling he just made this happen because he knew we would film that day. And we did a whole jackass special with well, he, he made the the cd he made the album come yeah, out right the Maybe, album came out did you guys the, shoot end up shooting that day oh yeah, yeah we filmed that yeah, day we with filmed him. That it was great day. it was so much fun being with Shaq. he was like a big kid and so near the end of it there was a whole group of people and Shaq's like let's take a picture but i'm gonna get right behind you i'm gonna get over your shoulders he's like over and he's like can you you think you could lift me i'm like oh and he lifts his legs up and I have Shaq across my back, legs lifted. What? Yeah, you you're like go- squatting Shaq. I'm kind of squatting Shaq like this, but he's like his head's over here and his legs are way behind me. You can Google Wee Man picks up Shaq. You got to take note. That was when Shaq was a lot thinner too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was playing basketball. He was playing basketball he before was- Gold Bond. <laughs> <laughs> and and the general yeah. uh, the general commercials. Yeah. I think we have another caller calling in. I think, do we have Shaquille O'Neal calling into the program right now? Oh, uh, we man? Is, is this a we man here? What up, we man? Yeah, hey, Shaq. Why are you talking about my commercials now? Ain't that heavy? I'm the same as I was back then. Uh, I, I didn't say nothing. Yeah, that wasn't me. That Rick, was Rick. Rick Kosick actually made fun Rick's, of your weight. Yeah. And then I, Jeremiah, accidentally brought up your commercials. Rick who, who's Rick? I don't know this Rick guy. He, you know, he films a lot of the Jackass stuff. He's probably there with you on set the day you guys shot the music video. He ain't one of the Jackass guys. I don't know Rick. Rick? Rick, Shaq wants to talk to you. Why don't you want to talk to Shaq, Rick? Uh, what's up, Shaq? Hey, Rick. Why are you talking about my weight that way? <laughs> well, you know, I'm just stating the fact that you were a lot more athletic and you are running a lot more back then. So you're saying right now I'm not athletic? Well, yeah, you've retired. I didn't retire. I'm making commercials. I'm working. Not running. Cross the court back and forth. <laughs> Where are you at, Rick? I'm going to come get you. Come get me. <laughs> you can find me at 
at Jeremiah's house. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, we whoa, lost the connection. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We lost. Well, Shaq dropped the call. Sorry, guys. I accidentally uh, ended that call. I don't know what happened. Uh, I want to bring this uh, to our next segment, which is called Fanning Out. Fanning Out. Questions from fans. In this section, I reached out to people on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram and said, ask Wee Man any question that you want, and I'll, I'll ask him. So... Here we go. Um, this was a good one. Um, my buddy, uh, who's on, he's a funny comedian who's on uh, Big Time Rush, Stephen Kramer Glickman, asked, "What was your worst fan experience?" Um, Have you worst had a really bad fan experience with a fan. And you can chime in on this too, Rick, if you've if you've had to deal with somebody that. Uh, I think there was one time I saw like, I don't know what city we're in, but you know, it it's really. I think it sucked for someone like Knoxville because. You know, all the girls want to get with him, and all the dudes are just jealous. And so, I've just really that, that all the guys are like that's the the energy that they yeah, get. Yeah, it really Especially is. in the beginning. In the why, beginning, why do you think that is? Because he's like good good looking guy. Yeah, he's, yeah, like, he's just he's getting like on top the, of all the, the world. chicks. And the, you go in the bar, and all the girls just flock to him. And I just seeing him just like throw drinks, like you know, guy, you know, like just. People just like to start things, you know, and it gets really weird quick at times. And just to see that kind of energy when you go out with your friends. And I think it just gets annoying after a while, you know. I, I've never had that bad of an experience. I think people are like, oh, it's just we, man. I've had girls fight over me at the bar, like who's taking me home and stuff. What? Yeah, I had at one bar where I was like shit face wasted. Girls like, uh-uh, he's going with me. Nuh-uh. He's, and I was like. I haven't chosen either one of you. You know what I mean? So. I think we have a caller calling. Hello, who is this? Hello, is this Wee Man? Yeah, this is Wee Man. Why won't you let me suck your dick, Wee Man? <laughs> Wee Man, I want to take you home right now. Um, well, I don't really know who you are and I'm a little I'm, I'm that hottie at the bar. Yeah, I'm not really a bar snagger. <laughs> Well, will you make an exception? I got a, a coochie that will put you out for days. Yeah, I don't want that kind of coochie. Come on, you don't want that kind of coochie? No. Come on. No. Nope. I'll let you go down on me, wee man. I'm scared of the coochie that will put me out for days. Okay, okay. All right, we lost that. Yeah. Sorry, continue. That's all right. No, but here's two funny ones of fan experiences. One was I was just walking through like a grocery store parking lot. And this woman like screams, oh, my God, we man and thinks she throws her car in park and jumps out. (laughs) But she doesn't throws the car into like neutral and it's still rolling and she gets out. And in a nice way, I want to say she's Shaq's sister and she's she's she's. I don't know if that's a compliment. (laughs) She's running towards me like, Oh, God. And I'm like, whoa. And she gets me and she's suffocating, hugging me. And I'm like, hey, how you doing? I'm like, but lady, your car's rolling down the freaking driveway. And she's like, oh, my God. And she jumps back in and barely puts it into park before she crashes. Wow. Yep. Good job, Shaq sister. (laughs) Right? Now, so wait, on a second note, (laughs) I was in front of the shop, the skate shop near my house that I'm always at, and these kids are like 16 years old. Seems like they just got dad's car, 
And the passenger rolls down the window and yells out, what up, wee man? And the driver decides to just look too. And he's like, wee man, what up? Boom. Rear ends the guy in front of him. And I'm like, hey, guys. Uh, yeah, you guys got a bigger problem yeah, right now. Yeah, you're like, hope that was worth it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought it was so. funny just the other night we were walking up to the store to go to kill Tony. And this kid comes up and goes, Man, I gotta show you something you're you're really gonna like. Hold on a second. And Jason's like, "Yeah, well, hurry up, man. Pull it out of your phone. Let's see it." And then he pulls out this picture, and it's a the guy took a photo with him and Johnny Knoxville. Isn't that cool? I thought you would like this. <laughs> and I'm like, "We're just like, okay, okay. Yeah. I'd yeah, rather that's my see, friend Johnny. I'd rather yeah. see you and like a naked lady, but instead of like, <laughs> yeah, Johnny Knoxville. Yeah, okay, we know, we know that guy. Yeah." <laughs> That's so funny. By the way, uh, that's the nicest, meanest put down to call somebody Shaq's sister. <laughs> it's like the nicest way of handling it, but also like you know exactly what this woman looks like. <laughs> that's what I was do, trying do to do. Do big girls, are they into Wee Man? Oh, BBs really? are into Wee Man. BBWs. BBWs. That's like a thing. It's a thing. I don't know what it is, but you just put something this, out this there. This is man. this is what BBWs want. Wow. Yeah. It's, That's awesome. Like it happens everywhere. That's if so she's, interesting. If she's a BBW and she sees me, it's like eyes are like boom. It's like a dog that hasn't eaten it. There's a T-bone steak right there. Do they have good or bad pickup lines that they try to get you with? Oh, they don't even go for lines. They just are like screaming and hollering and all that and <laughs> trying to hug me and suffocate me. And it's like, That's why Aphrodite likes you so much. Yeah. Oh. Af- yeah, she does. I'm, BB- I'm BBW treat, dude, right here. This is a candy for a BBW. Yeah, that's fun size right there, baby. <laughs> yeah. I think we need another yearbook photo with that quote right there. <laughs> this is BBW right here. <laughs> this is BBW right here. Adult yearbooks that we start putting out for ourselves every year of our friend groups. <laughs> this next question comes from Cody Bustos uh, from Facebook. What's the closest to death you've ever been? Um, That would have to be in number two. We did the swamp shoot uh shoot and uh it would like even manny the shark guy thought i died what happened was we were sponsored by miller high life and we had a parachute made and we were trying to do a commercial in the middle of jackass just for fun give him a little thing and jeff wanted me behind a swamp boat you know the airboats right flying behind it and kind of cruising and make it fun then cut the cord and i fall into the water well, we kept doing it over and over and over, and I kept going down because I was shooting off the ground. So we had JP, our shady prop guy, make this table real quick, and then so it would boost me up from the upper part of the fan into the sky. Well, as we kept doing it, we ne- we weren't watching the rope, but it kept thinning cutting out. away, thinning out, yeah. hitting the table and the pier. Well, finally, when I finally caught wind... The rope snapped, and I just, like, ragdolled into the water. You can see it. And everybody thought I ragdolled, tied myself up, and drowned and was dead. Even Manny is like, I can't feel Like, we thought you were all dead. We, you, you died. Dude. So, was, what was going through your head whenever you're spinning and ragdolling out like that? I, I'm can used you, to, did, like... Do you even have time to think? Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm about to slam. I thought I was going to hit the hit the wall of the river across yeah. the way. But I was like, I'm good. You know, I kind of just when when you slam certain ways after a while, even skateboarding, mm-hmm. you kind of just let your body go 
and that makes sure you don't break anything because when you it's like a drunk driver drunk drivers don't get hurt because they're just so loose free and loose flowing and i've kind of learned to do that with my body slamming so i kind of did that with the swamp shoot and i've learned that anytime i tightened up that's when you break things so i, I thought we almost killed you on this segment called the birth of Wee man at jeff's back <laughs> when the sick but put like plastic you know tarp on jeff's bathroom floor yeah. cover with you know tomato ketchup everywhere <laughs> and the 600 pound lady laid on top of you and we're gonna pull him out oh i, I remember yeah, yeah. dude I remember that. it was yeah. insane that that was that was more terrifying than death defying did you feel like you were just like yeah, like you're suffocating. Like, yeah, it was yeah. terrifying. Like I, I thought, fuck, I'm suffocating. I'm gonna like you. Were, did you start thinking like, is this how I'm going to die underneath the <laughs> family? I just remember Wee Man saying, "Get this off of me." No, get it off of me. <laughs> get it off of me. <laughs> I mean, you're a big yeah. woman, man. And, yeah, but it, yeah, I didn't say get her or you're she. Like, get it. Get it off of She's me. Six hundred pounds. That's a lot. That's a lot of weight. It's a lot yeah. Of weight. And then, like, when she, uh, the, the disappearing act in the bed, you know, it was a metal frame bed. And I had to go back to Jeff's house the next day to help bring someone in to let, you know, the, to take it out. Because she bent the entire frame of the, of the, of the bed. Oh, just. Yeah, yeah, that's terrifying. Yeah. It's gnarly. It was crazy. She's a sweet lady, though. Very sweet. <laughs> Very nice. Probably hated Great me. personality. Probably hated me after I yelled, get it off of me. Well, that's also, <laughs> yes, a cry for help. So you're not yeah. thinking politely. Not, you know I what I mean? Thinking, <laughs> you're just trying to survive. <laughs> so you're like, get it off of me. Get it off. I was full survival mode then. Uh, this one comes uh, from Instagram at nitroscoob4764. How has your body handled all of the abuse it's taken over the years? From like doing stunts and stuff like that. Um, it hasn't been that bad because uh, ever since right about the first movie, I found a guy, a doctor guy, he's like a physical therapist, but he's actually his title is a muscle precision balancer. Mm -hmm. So what I go and get done is after I beat myself up, even skating or doing anything, I go in and get work done where he has like this wheel tool or like a ball tool that goes in. And he rubs out the scar tissue that builds up in your muscles, is oh. which you is the pain you actually feel when you hurt yourself or tweak yourself or anything like that. Your bones aren't; you, those are just those are like tree limbs. You don't. There's no feeling in them. The feelings from muscles and different things like that. So, I do that, and I do. I've been doing yoga for four and a half years now, and uh, actually five years now. I've been doing yoga wow. for five years now. I stayed loose and limber and been watching what I eat and I just I'm always active. So it's the the saying goes, if you don't use it, you're going to lose it. So if you don't keep moving and stay active, you're just going to lose it. So, yeah, I'm pretty active daily. And you've been sober for a while, right? Yeah, I've been sober just uh, this past February 1st. It's been four years. Congrats, man. Thank you. Did yeah. you notice a big shift once? Yeah, actually, I'm very I'm like. It, I have more energy. I do a lot more stuff now and it drinking and all that is just a time killer. And now like I'm very, I'm more productive doing my skateboard brand, doing more stuff with chronic tacos, doing everything I do. I just, it's, it's way better to kill time that way. 
Yeah. So I, and I go up and I go to kill Tony every Monday. Yeah, man. You know, and just it's it's fun. Yeah, I uh, I'm sober as well, and I feel like it. You get a lot done. Yes, you do. You're able to get a lot done. Yeah, and it's it's crazy now too. I was talking to a buddy yesterday. I did a sober podcast, and it's funny now to go somewhere and see people just getting wasted. And you're like, I know exactly how he feels right now, and I know exactly how he's gonna feel tomorrow. <laughs> right, and right. that is not the feeling I want. Yeah. So have fun. <laughs> I just want to see a drawing of Shaq's sister. <laughs> if Ryan J. Ebelt's wa- uh, listening to us right now, do you think he'll do a drawing? I think he he, he could might definitely just do a at least put a, a a shack like him just draw shack and put a like a, a woman wig. <laughs> yeah, over like it. that one dude does like in a he dress. Does, he does the female version. It's kind of like her. Yeah. Um, who's that guy? He does the big late, big black BBW uh, version of himself. He's uh, made movies and stuff. They're cheesy. Yeah, he's an actor. Kevin Hart? No, not Kevin Hart. Oh. He's a short VW. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. Yep. Can't think of it right now. Uh, just a few more fi- uh, fan questions, and then uh, we'll uh, do the final segment of this show. Oh, crazy. Uh, so this is an interesting one. Uh, this is from at Josh Davis Shoots on Instagram. Did you ever give a shit about your size, and do you think people treat you differently based on it? Thanks, dude. Um, I think when I was a little, little kid, I kind of at first gave a shit about my size, but then I realized what you have, you have to take and use it to your advantage, you know? Yeah. And then I also realized that, uh, people were, when I was younger, this is, you know, in the 80s, 70s and 80s, uh, people were always telling me, oh, you know, because of your size, you can't do that. Like teachers and different things. And I'm like. Oh, really? F you. Yeah, watch me. Watch me. Like, I'm glad you're telling me I can't because now that gives me more drive to prove you wrong. So I'm I'm actually like after a while I thought about I'm like, I'm glad those people thought I couldn't do anything because it was the best drive for me to just flip off the world and say, fuck you. Watch this. Yeah. I look back at certain really tough moments in my life and it's usually whenever it's you hearing no over and over from people yeah and, it, and you look back at those moments and you're like oh that has defined me as a person and made me who i am now and fueled me to try to become greater in, in my field and everything like that exactly no 100 percent exactly yeah when when somebody tells you no you're like oh really huh okay, okay. yeah all right yeah all right we'll but see. i think it's i i think it's the people would drive you know what I mean? Yeah. They already have drive under them mm-hmm. that hearing no is going to turn, you know, it's going to change for them. Cause I see other people that hear no and they just go, okay, well, and then there's these, you know, I can't do it. They told me I couldn't. So I can't, So I guess I can't, yeah, yeah. I can't. So you, you really have to have that fire in you for somebody to try and put it out. And you're like, Oh, you ain't putting this fire out. <laughs> yeah. It's going. Oh yeah. We got, it's another, lit we got another propane tank uh-huh. and it's about to get real it's in on here. reserve right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that I, uh, that's how I grew up. This is from at tone shifter on Instagram. This is pretty funny. Cause I'll be impressed if you remember this. This is just a random fan who is asking this question. Do you remember kicking a field goal through Steve-O's legs while he was doing a handstand with a football tethered to my friend at Ogre James's earlobe with a fish hook in a hotel lobby in Saskatoon, Canada 
around 2004-ish. Yes. 100%. Yes, I do. That would like it was when we were on the Don't Try This at Home tour. Uh-huh. And it was during full party mode times and all that. And Steve-O, we'd go and we would do these, you know, stand-up tours. It was it once again comedy, but it wasn't comedy. It was just us being jackass on stage and everything we did on the show or Steve-O did like all the time, we would take to the stage. But Steve-O always loved, especially during his drug times, people around him. So these people would come be like, Dad, we want to fucking do this and let's go. And so he'll be like, all right, come back to the hotel then with us. And they're like, oh, dude, don't bring people. Like, this is our, like, This is like a room where, we're, where yeah. we're sleeping not and with, stuff. Not with Steve-O. No, with Steve-O, it's like, <laughs> go from the venue, bring everybody from the venue back and all night and everything. And so I 100% remember that. That's so it funny. Was, it was gnarly. And Steve would be like, dude, we, man, we got this. I'm going to do a handstand. We're going to put fish hook on the guy. And then boom. And and it's and it it still happens to this day. Like people come up. I'll be at a Chronic Tacos opening where I'm just there and we're trying to, you know, get the restaurant going. And people are like, dude, kick me in the nuts, bro. I want to be on Jackass. My buddy's going to film it. Let's do it. And they're like. Dude, come on, man. Do you will you kick people in the nuts if they if, keep asking if you they over get and over? Super annoying. You're like, all right, fine, I'll yeah. do it. Oh, I've done it multiple times. Yeah, <laughs> I've laid dudes de- like out, <laughs> just put them down. I've I've made a couple dudes throw up from it. Ooh. So you Dude, know you know it's bad. Dude, I die laughing anytime. I throw up or like a, a friend throws up. Like the the thing that uh, whenever I threw, I ate so much that I threw up on Kill Tony. That was Rick's idea to get me to because yeah. we were going to keep I was going to keep eating throughout the entire episode. Yeah, he told me. And he and he goes, dude, you got to eat until you throw up. That's what's really funny. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it worked. Yeah, it worked. Yeah. Uh, you patting me on the stomach a couple times <laughs> right after I chugged water and I'd eaten all that food. I was like, oh, it's coming now. Yeah. No. I just loved how surprised Tony was that night. I think Tony gets a really surprised about a lot of things lately. I've, I watch everybody's demeanor when we're sitting there and we watch the show, and he can he'll watch certain things, and you can t- you can see when Tony gets shocked. Oh yeah, and it's been a lot lately. There's been some yeah. new. There's things. been some weird things going on oh, the last couple months. The dude. last couple months of the with weirdest. the weight gain challenge, and then the characters, and then me hosting his show. Yeah, and all that stuff. Has and been then you like, bringing out the whole marching band. The marching band. That was band amazing. Ruled. <laughs> ruled. That ruled. Dude, I was so happy that that actually oh. Red, happened. Red band. He couldn't even take it. He didn't know what to do. He's like. I'm the DJ. I'm and everybody's like, no, no, let the band I had, bring I had everybody keep, up. I had let to keep them, a, I had to keep asking yeah. Tony and Red Band. I was like, can, we have a band here. Can we please use the band? Like, yes, because they're dope. They were yeah. really yeah, good. They it were was really amazing. Good. They were amazing. It just Dude. took that whole show to a whole nother level of excitement and fun. And I, I just, man, how do you top that now? What, it wasn't this last week. Were you there, Rick? Because then it'll say if it was last week or not. I wasn't there last week. I, I know. Work. But were you there when the dude went up and drum battled uh, Joel, Jimenez. Joel Jimenez? That was last week. That was the week before. So I was there the week before. You were there the week before. So that was the week before. That dude was gnarly. For a guy to come up and be, I'm going to give one minute on Kill Tony and then go, well, what do you do? Well, I'm a musician too and I can play any instrument here and just battle everybody. Yeah. That like... 
for a show to go to that level, that was like that was pretty cool. That that part touched me, and I was like, yes, this is what that's about. It's rad. Yeah, we keep trying to to like out top ourselves with like crazy and it things. keeps it's happening fun. and it's it fun. keeps happening yeah <laughs> it's really fun when that show is on 100 percent. it's just such a good ride but there's those moments you're like wow what happened oh, yeah dude. there is thursdays <laughs> i mean any- but, but since about december it's, it's been, been good oh, it's, it's been, been good since december it's like it did this shift for some reason and it's been amazing since dude we had a couple crazy shows on the road like in houston and dallas they were <laughs> It was pretty dope. Like what? they were just the amount of jokes that got off like during those shows were just it it was cool. Like there's people that drove up from Arkansas to Texas. Yeah. Wow. Uh or down to Texas yeah. and yeah. uh and 3 out of their 11 people got up. So this whole corner of the room were randomly drawn out of the bucket from Arkansas and they were going nuts every time their yes. their oh, guys got yeah, yeah, really yeah. cool. Yeah. And it, it just put that energy in the room that was like, yeah. oh, anything can happen on this show. Yeah. And that's yeah. what's like fun so fun. That's awesome. Uh let's see. Let's do one more and then uh we'll do uh we'll do this last segment. Um oh well Joel asked you before I do this other one. He he goes he uh, Joel Jimenez? Jimenez, yeah, he okay. he he, he said uh, he knows that you like have to hear a lot of short jokes all the time, which is uh-huh. probably annoying. But has anybody ever got you with one where you're like, "All right, that's pretty freaking funny." No, nobody, <laughs> nobody, nobody's come up with a clever one. Nobody has come up with like that wow. one that I where was, you're like respect. Like, yeah, nobody has gotten the respect when everybody, and that's and I've all and I thought about that lately because. I was going to say something to Tony. Every time I've gone up on stage, Tony. He hits you with a bunch. So at like, Yeah, he it's it's like he, he's just shooting a little BB gun at me. Right, right. You know what I mean? I'm like really a Red Rider. Yeah. Like if we're going to play, like bring guns. Yeah. Because you're just hitting me with a Red Rider right Interesting. now. Interesting. And, Tony. And, and, and you I'm listening, like, Tony? That's a new challenge, challenge like, dude. Yeah. Come out with a heavy artillery yeah, next time. Quit bringing the Red Rider. <laughs> no, he does. Like seriously, I said something about drinking, and he goes, "Oh, what did you get wasted on the little shots?" Like the, uh, and yeah. I'm like, "Really?" You're my, like, my I've heard every variation grandma, of this. Grandma at the bar who's wasted wrote that one. Yeah, <laughs> I because I, I get um, I've over the years I've gotten roasted a lot either uh because of my nose or hair or just like my I have a distinct look. And one of my favorite ones, uh, Dave Attell got me with is he told me that I look like Tom Petty's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's see he he because right? he, he didn't like he went with everything. he went with everything like yeah just, everything about he didn't me. just go so you must be Jewish or something right you know right I mean? right he didn't go anybody like that those are ones that anybody can pick out you exactly know? and it's 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 like a little schoolyard fight. But for the guy in the back to be like, I'm going with the whole right. picture. Yeah. Then we're cooking. Dude, uh, there's this Mexican comic named George Perez uh, that he, because of my the size of my nose, he thinks I'm Jewish and he calls me Jewish all the time, but he genuinely thinks I'm Jewish and I've never told him that I'm not Jewish. <laughs> so he'll say the most racist Jewish things around me and then other people will be in earshot and I'm just like, joke's on you, dude. <laughs> You're being <laughs> racist yeah. about Jews right now. <laughs> I forgot to tell you I'm German. Yeah, no, exactly. No, that's exactly what I am. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. I know. 
Yeah. Forgot to tell you, I'm German. That's so funny. <laughs> so this last segment, you should say it all in German. I can't. I, the what I it it wouldn't. It, it's getting. Do you know be, how to speak German? Yeah. Really? Yeah, my mom's a my, sample. Um, meine Mutter kommt aus Deutschland und ich habe jedes Jahr im Sommer gewohnt in Deutschland. Your mother and father are from? Just my mother. Your mother is yep. from Germany. Uh-huh. And ich habe jedes Jahr im Sommer gewohnt in Deutschland. What was the last part? In, every summer I lived in D Germany. Really? Mm -hmm. That's how I learned German. When I was a kid and I was about three years old, two, three years old, and I'd be like, hey, mom, what's this? You know, when you're asking and my mom would say it in German and I'd be like, no, not that funny language. What is this? And she goes, oh, he's a stubborn little fucker. He doesn't want to learn German. Uh. And in Germany, and especially when I was younger, the old Germans, they didn't speak English. They said, fuck English. We're not going to learn that. They only spoke German. My mom shipped me over to my aunt's house and I lived there for about four months when I was like three years old, picking up everything to learn. And she goes, good luck on living. You're gonna, and I came back, and I knew everything in German. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. So, and then I also, like, went back all the time to study it and do it, so. Huh. That's, That's my German shepherds out there. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There it is. Do you, do you know the comic uh, Brad Williams? Have you ever met yes. him before? I've met him multiple times. Oh, cool. And it, with a Oh, I have a funny Brad Williams story. Oh, really? Because some, yeah, somebody asked if you would ever share a trench coat with Brad Williams. Um, uh, this will answer that question. Perfect. So Brad Williams has always been like, fuck, we like. As a joke. Like as a on, joke. Because like he, he does it with uh, Dinklage, too. Now he does it with now Dinklage. Now he does it with yeah, Dinklage, because yeah. He has to use whoever's the popular one, whatever. At I the think. time. At the time. <laughs> so he's like, for me, the longest. And I guess people work on him. We man, we man, we man. Well, his fiance does not, never met me, but doesn't like me. And I learned that. And Wait, what? What? she just instantly just doesn't like the show or what? Doesn't like we man because her husband is Brad Williams. Oh, she wants, you know, to clarify. Yeah. She wants, yeah, different yeah. identities. Yeah, different you know people. I mean? yeah. yeah, so uh, I'm at Apple Pan. Over here in West L.A., very good hamburger place. Okay. And Brad Williams walks in, and I'm like, Brad, what up? And we're like, I'm cool with him. You know, we even got a photo. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, well, my fiance is coming, and we're planning our wedding or honeymoon or something there. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, when she walks in, like when you see her from a distance, hide, and I'll be like, hey, honey. <laughs> and as soon as I did that, she was the grumpiest per like you're not him with my husband. <laughs> I'm like, really? Like you can't play along? Like just went sourpuss, and I'm like, whoa, okay, and then just sat across, like didn't even like say hello. I'm like, that's so funny. Yeah. I want to see an illustration of that now. I know, right? <laughs> so it's all, but I just, uh, I just saw Brad uh, the other night or two nights ago at a. Uh, at Kill Tony right after. And he's like, dude, do my podcast. I'm like, when is it? And he's like, Monday night. I'm like, how am I going to always come to Kill Tony and then go? I'm like, no. He's like, well, we'll come to you or whatever. I'm like, yeah, we'll see sometime. We'll do, I'll do your podcast. Yeah, he's got a great podcast with so, uh, Adam Ray. Yeah. It was it, it called The Tall Ones or something? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> About funny. last night. Yeah. He's a funny yeah, guy. Yeah, it's a great show. Awesome. Uh, so this brings us to our final segment, Sax Talk. Oh, Sax so basically, tell me a story of a sexual encounter 
uh, or how you lost virginity or anything weird sexually, and I'm going to play some sweet, sweet sax underneath. Can it just be awesome sexually? It, it could be awesome. Be, it, it doesn't, doesn't have, have to be awkward. Okay. If it's amazing, I mean, that's great, too. All right, cool. It's a, it's a, it's a fun one that just happened recently with, with the girl I'm dating right now. So oh, perfect. It's, it's very up-to-date. So I met this girl, and we just, you know, we started talking and hitting it off, and we'd been uh, talking for a while. And we plan to hang out, and she tells me, well, you know when we hang out, it's going to be that time of the month. And I'm like, all right. So I just put it in my head, you know what? I'm just not going to think about anything going on. You know, I'm just going to be a smooth sailing guy. Well, we start kissing and making out, and we're trying to be just cuddly and lovey together. Well... It gets, we both get really heated in the moment. And she finally just says, let's get naked. And, I, and I'm like, hell yeah. So we get naked. We're messing around. We're doing all kinds of things. Uh, and I turn around and I say, let's do it doggy style. So we're doing it doggy style. We have fun. We go through our whole thing. We lay down, we're doing the we're doing the we're doing the after sex cuddle. And she looks to me and goes, Wow, stand up doggy style. That was amazing. <laughs> it must have been really amazing because she invited me over again. <laughs> stand up doggy stand style. up doggy style so wait so because my legs are shorter <laughs> so. i'm not trying to paint a visual for the podcasters your legs are shorter so you were standing I up wish, i wish we had a uh, birthday cake i had at one point jeff tremaine the director of jackass one year for my birthday put me in a superhero outfit stand up doggy styling uh, B, uh, BWW. Okay. And it was a pretty amazing cake. So I wish we had that. That And then we could like post it and say, here's the photo of it. Right, right. <laughs> Dude, that's incredible. Uh, Jason, Wee Man Acuna and Rick Kosick, and thank Rick you guys Kosick. so yeah. much for coming on the show today, Thank you. Guys. Thank you for having us. Now you don't have to wonder about what has gone on lately. I know. In the world of the Wee and the Rick. I've been wondering so much what's going on <laughs> with you guys. And uh, I definitely hope that uh, that you guys come back uh, yeah, well, we to have, do the show. We have episode 002. This take is care. 002 takeover. Uh, we don't know when it's going to happen. We have no idea. But it's out there for the future. It's for the future. Uh, yeah. Do you guys want to plug anything coming up? Uh, I know you've got a lot going on like with your, your taco restaurant and stuff yeah, like that. Do you want to plug uh, some stuff? Chronic Tacos is uh, one of my entrepreneur business things I've been doing. We just opened up in Hawaii. March 1st, we're opening up in Tokyo, Japan. So we've gone international. Congrats. That's huge, man. Yeah, it's it's been a it's it's been ten years I've been part of the brand. So it's been a good ten years. Wow. Yeah, I joined it my buddy Randy Weiner, the founder, he started it in O two and I joined in in 08. So it's been a good time. That's awesome. We've been having some fun. And then um I have my skateboard co- company, Nullity. 
you can pretty much just find out on my Instagram, which is at I am we man. And I just pretty much I run it myself. People I was I was getting flowed by Ed Templeton for Toy Machine. And people kept saying, we want Wee Man boards, we want Wee Man boards. And I knew he wouldn't put boards out for me. So I said, you know what? I'm at this age now. I'm going to just start my own company. Yeah. So I did that. And then... Uh, Another situation where you heard a no. I heard a no. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to open my own door and make yep. this happen. Exactly. It's exactly what it was. And I'm a, I'm part of the Willy Wonka family. So I'm a, the dreamers of dreams. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> So, yeah, that's about it on my end. Rick, Rick do you want to uh, plug your documentary on Hulu? Oh, you can see the Big Brother documentary on Hulu. Uh, also, this year, the season three of King of the Road comes out on Viceland. Uh, Rick's which, a big filmer on that. I am one of the DPs on that show. Also, I'm in the process of working on my own photography book. And uh, it's not going to be like a definitive. I'm just going to make like a cool little zine of just some fun photos and just, you know, make a small run and see if people are into it you know yeah it'd be fun and and i'm working on a little t-shirt line and i got some other projects i'm working on and i'll announce that when it's time that's exciting guys yeah yep. that's amazing well once again thank you guys i absolutely love you guys and i love that you're around the comedy store all the time now and hang yeah. out and kill tony and uh you know both of you uh have had a uh and you know you guys are unaware of it, but it had an impact on my life. Your the art that you guys have put out over the years, so I appreciate it, and uh, it's cool that uh, we get to hang out and do stuff like this. Yeah. It's it's always good to run into fans that um, have grown up and appreciate what we they appreciate that what we have done is something that they're into. You know, it wasn't it it wasn't the audition way that we set out our lives you know what i mean mm -hmm. we just went and did this on our own and it's rad that other people out there can appreciate that stupid guys went did something on their own that's the way i want to live and it's it, that to me is the rad part yeah so thank you yeah man thanks guys yeah. thank, you. thank you thank you